0: So you know how I'm always bitching about how well I don't bitch about it, I just say if cybersecurity isn't pissing you off, it's not being done right. Yeah.
1: Good lord. It's pissing you off? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's pissing me off right now.
0: Um, well I mean, so just setting up trying to record the podcast. Yeah. Open up the software that does the recording and now it's a threat somehow. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> to get it to our... Uh,
1: our zero trust yeah. authorities yeah and uh, apply some trust to Well it. I'm glad it was just the podcast though. <laughs> yeah, do you right. remember do you remember was it I guess Office 365 when they went to zero trust like nobody could log into emails, nobody could log into their, no, their SharePoint and stuff like that. That happened a few times. Did it? Yeah. Global outages. Oh geez. Yeah. So I, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh my God! No. Like you know, being in those in guys. Morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> get your ass back in the office. We need you right now. <laughs> After boy. you've been working all day. Yeah, exactly. You and bust your butt because you had this deadline to get yeah. zero trust enabled. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Well, and then okay, so we have to
0: switch email security portals now because one expired and the next new big thing's out. And uh, you know, John switched us over yesterday. And yeah. I had to get logged into the new portal. <clears throat> it took me like. Fifteen minutes or something. That's
1: uh, long. Yeah, we're fixing that. We're, we're,
0: right. So this is us testing stuff behind right. the scenes, but I'm like, good lord, I'm gonna.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> Another new thing. <laughs> yeah. A whole bunch of new. Uh, yeah. I'm a creature habit myself. Yeah. yeah. So any, any of those changes them. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun to roll out. Yeah. But
0: anyways, all right, Joe. Yeah. Let's let's jump in. So today we are going to talk about the fact that eighty percent of cyber incidents are caused by human error. Now listen, I always put a disclaimer anytime I broadcast a statistic yeah. i will readily acknowledge the fact that you can fabricate any statistic you want to prove any point on the planet i get it however <laughs> would you dispute this forget about the number but would you dispute the fact that most cyber incidents we do to ourselves in some way
1: I, i'm a semantic kind of guy so i yeah. would lead into what is humor and error because i would say 100 right. percent. by my okay. definition okay that's fair that's fair but yeah definitely i mean you know
0: but if you – so if you sep- – oh, let's get into semantics. And let's just say that if it's human error, it wasn't a hack of technology. In other words, somebody could break into our firewall, bypass our security, and yeah, you could argue all day that the, what we did wasn't enough or whatever. But I'm just saying no human was directly involved on our side to facilitate the breach. The other would be somebody calls in, they get information about us, somebody within the company gives up information, they click a link, they, do, they take some direct action that causes the breach. So if that's yeah. how we define it, how many breaches that yeah, you I mean, Yeah, I mean, again, I would say over 80. Still, it's yeah, still, I it's think 80 low. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So um, I, I want to dig into a little bit first before we talk about the details or the, the case studies or whatever, yeah. why this is. So you would think that by now we're all smart enough to ward off an attack. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like we know everybody's out to get us, right. right? So the the thing that I and I wish I could play the video. So there's this really cool video that I play. I've been doing it for years, and it never gets old watching this. I watch it over and over and over, and it's this guy, a reporter of some sort, and he goes to, um, I don't know what are the what are the big conventions where they hack people for ethical hacking, right? The White House stuff yeah do you know any of them by name uh yeah there's black hat there's uh all right whatever so he goes to one of these and and as he walks in he's saying hey they tell you that when you come here don't bring your cell phone don't bring your debit card don't bring anything because the nature of being at this event is you're going to get hacked right all right so he, he goes in and he he grabs a few people and is like all right show us for this report show us how it's done and uh, are you familiar with the term vishing? I hate all these words, by the way.
1: Vishing with a V? Yeah. Victor? Yeah, So it's voice fishing. Okay.
0: It's all some version of uh, social engineering. Right. So they do the demonstration, and this guy uh, sits down with this a woman who is the visher. The the, the vishy? The vi- no, no, the visher, okay. okay. the one who does the attack. Okay. And they kind of banter about how they're going to do it. She's like, all right, I know. I'm going to call your cell phone company, and I bet I can get them. To give me your information. Yeah. And he's like, nah, they'll have my back. <laughs> so first thing she does is she clicks open a YouTube video. Well, it's just a sound, you know, but, um, and it's a baby crying. Yeah. And so you've got this woman, the damsel in distress, and she calls, I don't know, cell phone carrier A. Right. Right. And, and she opens with... Uh, I'm sorry. Can you help? Me? And I, I'm so sorry, my my baby, uh, my husband, and and she just gets flustered. She she presents herself as this woman with a crying baby who's flustered. She's upset. Her husband left real quick this morning and said, "You've got to get this done." And she's like, "So I I, I can't even call you back." And then she pauses for dramatic effect, and she says, "Can you help me?" <laughs> Fucking annihilates this guy yeah. with with just that, right? Yeah. She just um the the phone company they give her everything and so when she's done with the call he's locked out of his own account she's created a new password she's added herself to the account like she wasn't even on it and she's like oh my god he he, he didn't even add me to the account oh no what am i going to do <laughs> oh well don't worry ma'am i'm here to save the day uh, and they give her everything and so the point here is that these hackers they know how humans are wired and they play on it and this what they play on in particular is it, it's emotional always, and it's usually on our built-in desire to help people. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're a nice guy, Joe. Do you ever just see somebody in trouble and want to help them? Yeah. Do you have any examples? Have you done it recently?
1: Have I helped anybody, I mean, outside of work?
0: Yeah, just just in your daily life. So you think about that. I'll tell a quick story, and then, okay. and then see if you've got something you can add to it. Yesterday, I was taking a friend to the hospital, and we were almost there. Uh, not this wasn't an emergency they were just having a procedure and needed a ride so i took him in and we're almost to the hospital and this friend says oh my god did you see that car just blow through a barrier like, no what are you talking about i think they were just in an accident and i'm now i'm just nosy so i'm yeah. like oh well <laughs> let's go over and see what's going on <laughs> we go over there and so we're the first on the scene of an accident with two cars that are totaled um we don't know if the people are hurt and so sh- uh, this friend takes one car. I take the other car. We go and start talking to the people. Uh, the lady I was talking to, she was kind of pissed, but she was otherwise fine. So I kind of go over to the other car. And, and this old man, he's 80 years old. And he's the one that was at fault as far as we can tell. But he's dazed. He can't, um, he, he can't remember his wife's name. He doesn't know how old he is. I'm on the phone with uh, gee, 911. I'm yeah. like, and they say, hey, ask him how old he is. So I say, sir, how old are you? And he just looked at me. And I said uh, to the operator, I'm like, I'm not sure he speaks English. And he kind of got disgusted. He's like, I speak English. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry, Um, How old are you? And he just stares at (laughs) me. And then he grabbed his wallet, he fished out his driver's license, and he handed it to me. So he couldn't even figure out how old he was. He didn't know his wife's name. I don't know what was wrong with the guy. So, you know, we stayed there long enough to get— Have you had a concussion? I have never had one. No. Yeah, that's wild. That's what was going on, though, right? I mean, he— Apparently hit his head pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> or uh, whatever. At Maybe first I thought he was immediate. drunk. No. My my first thought was that he was drunk. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a case. He was actually pulling into the drive or the parking lot of Seven Eleven where he worked. He was on his way to work. Yeah. So probably not drunk, but whatever. Um, so this is just like I went from curious and it rubbernecking or whatever right. to. I genuinely want to help this guy and I care about him and I wish I knew the outcome and I hope he's okay. And we went and told the, you know, to the 7-Eleven where he worked, like, hey, your coworker was just in an accident. So we we went into this mode of how can we help? No benefit to us whatsoever. We don't I mean a story to tell, but you know, nobody's paying us. There was no reward whatsoever. Um, but I just it's human nature. Like somebody's in need, I want to help them out. So this is what they play on. When they attack us, when these cyber criminals hit us, they tap into that biological
1: wiring that we want to help people. You know what's wild, and I often think about this, is there's definitely like, uh, hackers will sit around, you know, the smart ones, the ones that actually coordinate all this stuff and figure this stuff out, and they got a whiteboard, and they're just thinking, how can I tap into people? How can I best... What are the what is a human being's vulnerability and how can right. I best invade that and, and take advantage of that to my benefit? Right. And you know, and like the big brains <laughs> that are, the powers that be are like, how can we best and this isn't just hackers. I mean this is like market this oh, is sure. marketing. Politics, religion,
0: yeah, whatever. You right? it.
1: <laughs> so Yeah.
0: But and it's interesting because with technology it's a cat and mouse game. They figure out a vulnerability. Yeah. We come around and patch it. Yeah. We try to stay ahead of them. They try to stay ahead yeah. of us. And it's an evolution. Yeah. However, the human brain doesn't evolve that quickly. Right. So we've got these built-in yeah. biological wiring. It's not going away. Yeah. They will get us every single time. So this statistic, whether, whether the 80% is accurate or not, this isn't going to change. We, as people, have built-in weaknesses Um. Yeah. So
1: okay, did did you come up with an example of when you've helped somebody? Well, yeah, you, you, you reminded me of another like an accident a story, almost exactly yeah. the same. Okay, we were driving around and there was a car that was upside down on the on the Ooh. sidewalk, oh. and it was right outside. So it was at Texas Tech when I was going to school out there, and it was just sitting like we were just driving by and we see this you know SUV on its upside down, I'm like that's a weird art installment, <laughs> you know, around campus, <laughs> right? Let's go check that out. And sure enough, we pull over and all of a sudden it was like, you know, an anthill. All these people running over and like, oh, crap. That was like a somebody just flipped their car right just in front happened. of us. Just now. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah. And we actually pulled the guy out uh, of the window. Yeah. Just like you're saying, you know, he's just, oh, let's go help. Let's, you know. You'll do anything yeah, to help pull, somebody. Yeah. We're you're not worried little... about what's in it
0: for you. Exactly. It doesn't even cross your mind. Right. You know somebody's in need and you're going to do anything to help them. Yeah. Anything. Enter the uh, poor operator of the cell phone company. Right. Here's a woman who's got this crying baby, uh flustered because her husband's putting pressure on her. Yeah. Um none of that was like a fight or anything. It was just right. she had stuff to do. And uh to the rescue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's how they get us. So so that's number one is is our desire to help. And then the other uh kind of human characteristic that they attack is our we, we want to avoid confrontation. And I'm trying to think of a good example here. Um, the best I've got, I started a new job. This was years and years ago. And I actually kind of learned how to work through this, but I definitely could see it happening to me. And we'd get around in our leadership meetings and we'd talk through various issues. And and I would back down. If, if there was a disagreement between me and my superior or, uh, you know, co-worker or whatever in this meeting, I would back down and I would just remain quiet. I was new. I didn't want to have any kind of conflict. Hmm. Now, as we worked through it and I became more comfortable, I was a little bit better at being okay right. with conflict. I would say, hey, no, I disagree with you. yeah. But for the most part, especially in new situations or situations we're not prepared for, when there's conflict, we're wired to avoid it.
1: No, absolutely. So... Enter the hacker. and the opposite to make them happy to be the pleaser to right you right. want somebody to like you
0: so these kind of go hand in hand but no you're right that's that's actually different yeah we we want to please we want to uh, want people to like us yeah. this is a social currency that we get out right. of it so yeah they, they enter the hacker right he right. comes in and he he will come in he she will come in with conflict like you know whatever I'm gonna start if you don't do this and I'm gonna go to your supervisor what do you mean I don't work here of course I work here fine I'm going to your boss right now up by click. You know what? I'm sorry. Let let me try this again. Let's see if we can resolve this without me having to go to your superior. Will you please help me reset my password? <laughs> right. Somebody talking to help desk. Yeah. And you got a junior help desk guy who's like, oh, right. I don't want to get in trouble. So to avoid conflict rather than follow protocol, sometimes I don't think this one's as effective, but I or I don't see it employed as much. But it does happen.
1: I like this theory. Uh, because like as a admin here, like we have to usually get the escalated cases to talk to the, the guys that are tenured at a lot of these, uh, helps help desks at like the big, big names mm-hmm. and the higher up you go, the more sociopathic they are. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. you know, it really does. No, <laughs> you're right. They don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> they don't. And they can't. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, to their business. that's an interesting observation yeah. that I had contemplated. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why I had to start my own company because I couldn't climb the ladder that way in a different organization. I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, no, that's a great point. And on the lower end, though, yeah. uh, we're human, and and we're just we're wired to help. We're wired to avoid conflict. We want to be liked. Yeah. We want social currencies. So, um, I mean, this is. Well, and then one other point is that we're, as humans, we're constantly in overwhelm, especially, I don't know, maybe it's just our society. Maybe other cultures are a little bit more laid back. I, I've experienced that in other cultures, but here in this country, or at least the, the circles I run in, people are overworked, Yeah, right? Always stressed out. Dude, I come to work every day with a knot in my stomach because of the <laughs> list of things I've got to get done. And so it's easy then to not pay attention to detail, Right, and we can overlook things, so All right, all that said, I think we've laid the uh, foundation pretty solid here. Let's go ahead with some specific cases of human error. And I have to start with this one. This was my favorite one where I got an email from a vendor um, of a company that I used to do business with. Mm. We used to do business with them. And a third-party vendor or a mutual vendor of that company reached out to me saying, hey, you're... Is that, right? is that where this came from? I'm trying to yeah, make sure I'm not lying. It did. Yeah, so yeah. GoDaddy, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and reference them, sent me an email saying, hey, these domains are about to expire. I'm looking through the list of domains, because I do buy a lot of
1: domains, and they're stupid, and I let them expire. Let's uh, pause briefly. So a domain... Is yeah, 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 you know, really like call. mastercomputing.com. It's whatever you know, website your, address, your, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's more than that because everything Definitely. is kind of tied like our emails are tied to that, security's tied security's to that, security's tied to that, right. a bunch of stuff on the back end is tied to that. It's not just that's what your phone number is, basically, right? Right, your website. No. You can own somebody if you get control of their domain. Yeah, it's right. much, much, much more than just good call your website. I'm glad name. you paused me and, and dug into that.
0: Yeah. So I've got GoDaddy reaching out to me, thinking that I am the authorized person on this account. Yeah. How long has it been since we've done business with this client, Joe? Uh, over five, I'd say. Yeah. say five, six, seven. Years. Yeah. yeah.
1: Several years. years and years, years and years.
0: years. Now, how many times have we brought it to their attention that we are still an authorized user on their account? Yeah, I do it. All. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. And here we sit yesterday getting an email from GoDaddy saying you're – yeah. Account's about to expire. I could go in and reset their password right now because I've got. They're sending me the emails. Right now, I I assume I could. I'm not going to try this. This is right. not the way we work. But I'm pretty sure
1: that if I was determined to, I could get logged into their account. In fact, you know what? I I did call them because I get Who, those emails. I GoDaddy these or, or the client? Yeah, I, yeah GoDaddy. The client. Yeah, At, you know, you call the client and you tell them, you tell them, you tell them. But so you called GoDaddy and said, hey, I've called get us yeah, off. I've of them. called GoDaddy before. I've called. Uh, I don't want to. I but but other here we sit as well. Exactly. Here yeah. we sit yeah. as an authorized. Yeah, and just saying, hey, admin. get us out of the account. We're not supposed to be in there.
0: Authorized administrator of an account yeah. of a former client. Yeah, who just won't take the time. And again, I'll cite overload. Um, sure. Whatever. All kinds. spot. Yeah, exactly.
1: Whatever it is. Yeah. But it's not a squeaky wheel. Ah, damn. Because then could... you got the mom with the screaming baby. That's legit. Right. Saying right. I need my password reset, and you got to worry about them. Right.
0: So human error and and. I mean, we're ethical. Good thing for them, cause yeah, Jesus. All right. <laughs> A- any other thoughts on that one? You, when I sent that in to our little um, yeah, and I thought that was funny. Uh, you had another an add-on to this, right?
1: Yeah, cause I, you know, I different though, right? Similar but different. Yeah. Okay. Well, so talk about that. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. So it was, other- well, but
0: this, so mine, mine was from GoDaddy saying, Hey, your domain's about to expire. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sent me was failed login attempt. Yeah. So this was for, you're getting notified that somebody else is trying to hack their account
1: yeah, no, because yeah.
0: you're still the admin on that account. Yeah. According to this vendor. Yeah. Third party vendor. Yeah. So how did, when you got that, was it emailed to you? I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, and in fact, that wasn't the only one. I was just sending that one as a piece of it because yeah. there were several. One was trying to log in with this user for their website, their uh, web host. <coughs> Excuse me. One was trying to log into their WordPress. One was trying to log into their FTP. Um, and then there were... So that that was for this one particular company. Um, and that company has subsidiaries. So then I had three or four more emails of about the same thing. People... You know, failed attempts from Indonesia, failed attempts from India, failed attempts from this IP. Um, you know, just alerts for the subsidiaries of that same company, um, wow. but also other yeah. you know million yeah. dollar companies. Well, I looked like, oh. up the
0: IP address that got blocked because they would made yeah. too many attempts. It's in India. Yeah, IP address. You I don't yeah. know if you looked that up too, but so yeah, yeah, you've got somebody out of India. They'll they'll eventually get in. Yeah. They're going to get hacked. Yeah, that's what brute forcing is all about. <laughs> yeah. So, here's a novel idea uh, that I'd like to put out there to our listening audience. Properly offboard your vendors. Yeah. When you've got somebody that you trust with the keys to the kingdom and then you fire them on especially when you do it on bad terms, which is what happened with this client,
1: mm. for the love of God, please take the keys back from them. Yeah. Or I mean, even if it's a vendor, it, what about a like the accountant that left? Or right, that's what I'm saying. Any anybody that you
0: trust enough to give yeah. control of a key part of your business, yeah. man, you better know who you're given access to, yeah. and make sure you revoke it when you're pissed at them, yeah. and fire them on bad terms. I mean, do it when you're on good terms, but when you fire somebody on bad terms, right? Holy hell, this this blows my mind. This is one of the like. Uh, jaw dropping things that ha- that we've talked about on the
1: podcast i just i don't get it so yeah we've talked before about uh like employees leaving and then just like wiping whatever they oh can, yeah yeah you know after the fact i mean before the fact sure but after the fact
0: right so we're talking about human error here and in this case the human error is on the, the part of the client the former client. But you're talking about this isn't human error. This is malicious intent yeah, just, from yeah. from humans, and that's another thing that you got to pay attention. Not necessarily what we're talking about today, but yeah, this. I mean, these
1: are blind spots. Yeah. So I guess and when you got screaming mom asking about a password yeah. reset, you've got a million things. Your stomach's in a knot when you got 15 other things that need to be done yesterday. Right. You're not worrying about the the cleanup of the Azure account of the old you know billing lady or whatever. Right. Right. And that's all it takes. All it takes to lose everything.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. Here's another
1: good time to uh you know, your favorite slogan here of if you don't have an IT guy, you're it. That's right. So, if you don't have <laughs> you don't have
0: a good yeah. organ- uh outsourced IT company, cybersecurity firm or internal Yeah. You're it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's also why we recommend doing, you know, having a third a third party yeah. somebody to get, you know, another set of eyes on there.
0: Well, I mean on that note, I was I was pitching to a prospect last week, I guess it was. And uh you know, it's a smaller company. I think they had 15 users. Yeah. And they've they've never paid for outside IT support. And so when I come in with a price of this is what it's going to cost you, they freak out and oh my god, we can never afford that. Yeah and and they turn it down so that's the that's the biggest hurdle I can almost never get over is when somebody has never had good IT yeah. and then goes to trying to hire good IT it's a huge financial hurdle well it's huge in that when you you know the, the perception is you have been
1: paying is, nothing and now right, you're paying right. you know, the the
0: the benefit I'll tell you the cost benefit analysis on yeah. this you sure as hell better do it yeah uh, because we're talking about going out of business yeah if if they get hit and, and I mean, I looked at their network. They're going to get hit. They have no security anywhere. Right. No endpoint protection, no firewall. They've got a server on site that has all their data, all their, their management software. All the
1: wide open. To the-
0: Everything's wide open. Yeah. And when I said, uh, kind of brought that to their attention, they're like, yeah, well, you know, we've never really, uh, we've never really had any problems with security in the past. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I've never been in a major accident either. Yeah. I still put on my seatbelt when I get in the car. Right. But, you know, you do you. And they turned down the services. So, yeah. I don't know. That, yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, um, let's, let's talk about, I'm going to throw myself on another bus here, where we're talking about the emotions, the human error. I didn't make a mistake, but I, I just want to touch on the emotional aspect of this. As I got an email, and the title is, Subscription Renewed. Now, Joe, there are fewer things that piss me off more in life than auto-renew subscriptions. I hate them with a passion, <laughs> and everybody wants to do them because they're very lucrative, us included. <laughs> we, we do put people on auto-renew agreements. Now, we try to be very, um, you know, whatever. Let me not get too sidetracked here. So I get this email, and I'm like, what the hell? What did I forget to cancel now? There's no way. And it was, it was something. Oh, it's Geek Squad. Like I don't have a contract at Geek Squad, dot dot dot. Do I? Oh boy. You know I'm like, yeah. there's that just that little voice in the back of my mind. Wait, did I accidentally sign up for something that I forgot about? So I start reading the email, and you know we thank you for being Geek Squad at existing valued customer. I'm like it's just bullshit. I'm reading it and it's not even worded properly. I'm like, oh, this is a scam. Wait, is it? <laughs> and I can feel my blood pressure going up, and I'm getting pissed off. I'm like, son of a bitch, they better not be renewing. God son. Sh- oh it's a Gmail address they sent from Okay good we're, we're good We're good but god damn it I hate These auto renew subscriptions And I'm, like, I'm still pissed Just talking about it right now because I hate So this is what they do right They find something that they know pisses people off And they play on that Yeah. Or there's a sense of urgency If you don't go and click right. this and update your password Right now yeah. you'll be locked out of everything Forever and you'll die Yeah
1: and what's stupid there, and we, you know, like we were talking about earlier, this is the, that's what a lot of marketing teams do. That's a lot of, oh, you hell know, yeah. like sign up now, you've got, you know, five days left on this price. Otherwise it jumps, uh, you know, astronomically. Yeah. You know, this thing you you Googled and searched for. Right. It, it's so urgency. Obviously it's obviously something you need and now you need it immediately. That is the number one marketing head. principle yeah. is to create a sense of urgency. So now you've got the good guys and the bad guys
0: using that right shotgun approach. Or yep. what, you know? yep. And then they call it FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's how they create the urgency. Gross. Get you afraid, make you unsure, make you doubt yourself. And it worked. I, I mean, it didn't work. I didn't click anything. I didn't do anything. But I just, I felt that emotion building in me, even though I knew damn well it wasn't a real email. But I still couldn't keep my emotions under control. So, again, I just – I talked to the, uh, the point of our biological wiring, and we as humans, we are the ones getting hacked. Technology is harder to hack than humans. Yeah. We're stupid, Joe. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, the, when you get into psychology uh, – I've, I've done a fair amount of therapy um, in my day. <laughs> I, I came as a messed up person into this world. Um, Blame it on my childhood or whatever. But, anyways, what the hell was I gonna say?
1: Damn it, (laughs) Doctor Shelley. What were we talking about? (laughs) Playing to your emotions, Uh, and your fears, and your fud. I lost it. I lost it. Whatever. All right, folks. I
0: just whatever. We're gonna we're gonna move on because I can't remember what I was gonna say there. That was great.
1: Um and I bet it was poignant too. I bet it was. We might come back to it if <laughs> I remember.
0: But so that my brain can go back to work on that, because that's another problem with the human brain, is once we try really hard to keep something in our mind, that's the quickest way to forget <laughs> something. Um let's talk about this concept of I'm invincible. Yeah. For so many reasons, I'm too small of a target. Um They're not coming after me. We man. don't have any important data. Yeah. We're not worried about it it's never happened before. Yeah. They only go after the big guys. Right, right. Another one that I hear all the time is well, we have Macintosh. We have Apple. Uh, Those don't uh, ever get yeah. hacked or Linux is yeah. another one that never gets hacked yeah. or um cloud. I love that one. Well, we're going to move to the cloud so we won't be, yeah. you know, it's better security. Really? Um that's a that's a whole topic we won't get into <laughs> right now, but So this headline caught my attention, even though when I read the article, it really wasn't what I wanted it to say to make the point. But it's the Cheers ransomware. Are you familiar with that one? Cheers? Cheers, yeah. Relatively new. Targets uh, VMware. Okay. But the way this headline read, new Cheers Linux ransomware targets VMware. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it. Okay, so I wanted it to talk more about, because Apple's built on Linux, correct? Yeah. Am I right on that? Unix. Unix, all right. Which is Linux is a flavor of Unix. Am I am I close? I don't yeah, know. Ballpark, so I'm not a Unix ballpark. guy or Linux guy or a Mac guy or whatever, but uh uh I know a lot of things, just not that. Anyways, so I saw that word Linux, I'm like, this is one of those cases where I hear people say you know, that's the word or one of many words that it excuses them from having to take any kind of security measures. But really it's it's Apple and Mac. Those are the words that I that just get thrown around all the time. I oh, wouldn't really need to worry about it because we've got an Apple. Right. All right. Good luck with that. Anyways, <laughs> my point here is that they are targeting these more obscure operating... Right.
1: And that's really what it is. Which is exactly why they get that M.O. of being secure. Because yeah. they get hacked they're a, a little target. less than Microsoft because... Right. And if, yeah, if you look at the percentage, like let's say 80% are Windows machines, 15 Mac, and then like 2% uh, Linux. Yeah. That's about the right... It's about how much... Uh, That's their market share. That's the market share (laughs) of hacking. (laughs) Right. Hacking tools out there and campaigns.
0: It it correlates with the market share that they have in deployment. So if, uh, I forget what numbers you just used, but if 80% 80 of hacks are on Windows, it's because 80% of the machines in use are Windows. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the correlation. Right. And maybe it's skewed a little bit because they are going to go after the bigger targets most of the time. Yeah. But the problem there is that the bigger targets take more care to protect themselves. Right. So really the targets that are productive for hackers are these small targets Yeah. because people get apathetic. Yep. They've got their head in the sand. Oh, I have a Mac. I don't need to worry about it. Dude, you just painted a target on your back yeah. by saying that.
1: So. It's like going to Walmart, leaving. Yeah, I don't have anything in my car. I'll just leave it unlocked. And then that one time you leave your backpack oh. with your laptop. Oh. There you go. All right. Story time there, too. Oh, God. <laughs> my,
0: my, uh, I have family. Let's just generalize it. I have relatives who live next to a high-security state penitentiary. And I'm talking walking distance. It's probably about uh, three-quarters of a mile Really? to the state pen. High-security yeah. state pen. <laughs> and get a, little, a lot of hitchhikers? They don't lock their doors, Joe. Really? They don't lock their cars. They yeah. don't lock their home. Uh, Ever, ever. Anybody can walk in and out of that house at any given time. And when I would raise this concern to them, I'm like, eh, it's a small town, nothing happened. You live by a damn prison. (laughs) Eh, eh, they've got security. Eh, nobody gets out except when they do, when it happens. Yeah. And then on top of all of it, the neighbor, first of all, uh, the, the relative I'm talking about later became a, a correctional officer at the prison. Like, He's got a target on his back. Yeah. Doesn't think he does, I guess. (laughs) Then the neighbor right across the street, uh, dirt road, it's kind of a rural area. So the neighbor I'm talking about, next door neighbor is about, you know, I don't know, three football fields away. (laughs) Um, A former inmate walked into his unlocked front door with a shotgun Oh wow. Pointed at his wife, wa- the guy's wife, and said, Where's Jerry? Jeez. Like, I know these people. I know this guy's name. I know who th- wow. Where's Jerry? <laughs> and she said, He's not here. So luckily the dude turned around and walked out. Jeez. That happened, and my family still doesn't lock their doors Jeez, to this dude, day. Dude. So like, how do you how do you tell people to be careful when they're so convinced that nothing bad is ever going to happen to him. I, the, the human error. Yeah. You're know, if you right. It's probably way more than 80%. Because we're <laughs> stupid as humans. And I'm, I'm picking on other people. I, I try to pick on myself, too, so I don't just sound like an asshole all the time. <laughs> I know that I've got my blind spots. I know it. Yeah. Um, at least do that, guys. At least if you can't do anything else, understand that we all have blind spots. And try to find out where they are. Any other points, Joe, that I've missed on on any of these? I think we're going to kind of start winding this down, but
1: no, yeah, that's that's it's pretty interesting uh, thought pro thing uh something to think about, I guess. Yeah. What are my vulnerabilities? Where where do I get stuck? And to actually like think about that and uh I guess get vulnerable like that to think to I, you know, to you know, see where I my blind spots are is pretty difficult. We don't want to find them. Right. Exactly. Uh, that
0: here's another problem with the human brain. If we admit to any kind of a weakness or a problem or, you know, our fault on anything, it means we have to do something about it. Yeah. So when we can convince ourselves that we don't have this blind spot or this weakness or this problem, it's one less thing we've got to work on. It's why we like to um, pick—Joe, you live with a lady— do you guys ever get into conversations, shall we say, about whose fault something is?
1: Never, never. No,
0: see, nobody does that. But me, <laughs> I'm sure. my wife and I do like to, and she—it's it, usually me that's doing this. I'm told. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna get. <laughs> that yeah. wants to assign the fault. Yeah. Uh, and, and she will tell me, we don't have to always figure out whose fault it is, <laughs> and. uh what are you looking at them I mean, Did I miss uh, something else? No, up? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> checking the software. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we've had that happen. Um, I'm like, it's. I, I want to make it her fault. I'll admit it because if I have to own the problem, then that's work I have to do. Right. And I've got enough things to, that I don't. I don't want to work on. So, um, anyways, where you're talking about, I guess the point I was trying to get at is one of the other things I run into when I'm trying to sell our services is they'll say, Oh, we're fine. We've yeah. got a guy. He's doing that. Right. And I just want to know, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know that they're doing it? How are you checking? How are you verifying?
1: Yeah. How many times have we walked in on that and we've got a guy, it turns out to be the, the nephew, disaster cousin or something that, you know, they call every now and then when the printer breaks, but yeah. it's definitely not keeping an eye on the cybersecurity or the firewall. They're not keeping it not you know on patches or you know all the actual right. big things. Right. They're just answering the call from the screaming the mom with the screaming baby.
0: Have we ever walked into a new client or a new prospective client,
1: and found that they had everything dialed in? Has it ever happened? I mean, everything. I we've got we've seen a couple close, but they're the exception to the rule. One out of a hundred. Sure. Yeah, easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, to be fair. It could be that the ones that are dialed in aren't calling us. They're happy. They're content. Fine. That's fair. How sure are you that that's a situation you're in? What would be the harm in getting another set of eyes on this stuff? Right? I mean, like, I do it. I I get audited by third parties because I want to know where my blind spots are. So where we're offering this uh, free discovery call, discovery meeting, got to use that right terminology, web meeting, (laughs) uh, not a phone call. Uh, or, or even a free network assessment, security assessment, um, I mean, this is a great opportunity to find out where your blind spots are. And I don't care. I don't do anything about it. Then at least you're working with data, yeah. right, instead of the head-in-the-sand approach. Yeah. So that offer is always on the table. But today, Joe, I want to talk a little bit about uh, I'm resurrecting this idea of a free cybersecurity toolkit. Do you remember me pitching that? Yeah. So this was pre-COVID. I went on this year-long traveling circuit, uh, traveling, the DFW metro where, you know, doing seminars and I was pitching this free service. Of course, yes, we want to sell you stuff. Um, but I took most of our marketing money and I funneled it in these free resources that I could make available to the community. In particular, it's cybersecurity awareness training. And then it's also policies and procedure templates and it's some coaching and it's some implementation classes and whatever else. But um, I'm, as I was preparing for this podcast, I thought, okay, I got to get back to that. There were a lot of distractions, Hey, this is what we're talking about today, right? Uh, blind spots, whatever, right. problems, the world's melting down, you know, small stuff like that, COVID, just, <laughs> just minor things that kind of got in the way of this message that I was evangelizing. And I realized that I've I got to get back to that. So yes, we've got the discovery meetings, we've got the uh, network assessments. But beyond that, if you don't want any of that, um, I'm still going to go back to making this security training available because where most of these things are caused by human error, we got to start... Uh, so Plugging that hole. I mean, we, we've got to stop letting people get away with just running with blind spots. Not even, not even working at it. Training, cybersecurity training is an afterthought at best, most of the time. So, so again, you're out there, Joe. You're out there in the wild, and you're talking to people about security. How many times do they ask you about cybersecurity awareness training versus, hey, is my firewall up to date? Are my my computers secured? Does it happen?
1: I, I would argue not even the security questions. Typically is. But, but it happens sometimes. Somebody will ask you
0: about security. They're yeah, that's, concerned about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. definitely
1: less rare. Of those times, if that's
0: our sample set, how many of those include security awareness training? Does it happen at all? Have, it does. It okay. does. But yeah, you're low, low percentage. It's rare. Very rare. Very rare. Right. And so that's, that's just, by the way, the first step. Because not only do you have to have this awareness training available, you've got to have a program to push it, to enforce it, to follow up on it, to run reports on it, to encourage, to reward, to discipline. Like You've got to make sure people actually do it. And with that, you really need a culture around cybersecurity. You need this to be something that it's a a team sport. Like It's not just get your damn training done now or you're going to get fired. It's, hey, guys, this is the most important thing That we need to worry about right now. This is the biggest threat to businesses right now. Yeah. Um. You know. Yes. The economy is a problem. I get it. The economy. We can weather that. Uh, It's bad. We got to raise prices. We got inflation. We got this. We got that. I, I. I get it. But if you get hit with ransomware, it's game over most of the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, so they'll they'll encrypt your files. Maybe you had a good backup. Maybe you can get the files back. But they. Uh, what's the, is it exfiltrate? Is that the right word? Where they'll take your data and then they, as they're encrypting it, they, they first take it and store it on some other location. Mm-hmm. The bad guys do. Where they can say, all right, you're not going to pay us? Then fine. I'm going to sell all this data that I stole from you to bad guys and if I can't find enough bad guys that want it, then I'm going to publish it so that you're embarrassed in front of your clients, in front of your vendors and nobody's going to want to do business with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the thing, you know, you can... Uh you can prevent most of this stuff. Ninety seven percent of this stuff could be prevented. Can't get unhacked very well. No. Very easily. Um, all right. Joe, that's all I've got. Do you have any closing arguments, final thoughts, uh sign offs, no yeah. jokes? Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> guy walks in a bar. Yeah, right. No, yeah. I I, I would I would say that's a actually good thought experiment. I would advise anybody listening in. Uh just kinda sit down and take five minutes and think about where where would I be vulnerable yeah. uh, to an uh an attack like that? What what you know what are what are the things that I'm kinda stuck on that could potentially lead to me being uh hacked. Right. We all have blind spots. Yeah. We all do. My big one I'm thinking of right now is the the creature habit thing. If it's mm-hmm. you know, I do the same routine. I try to do keep it as routine as possible and any Things outside of that, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I got to uh, push back on. Um, and definitely, like, if it was an extra security thing, if I can bypass it as long as I can, I might tend to try to do that. And, yeah, because it's a pain. And that could turn into very bad things. Right, right. <laughs> so I we, we started this. Let me bring it back
0: to where we started. <laughs> I was bitching about the security software that prevented me from opening our recording mm-hmm. or recording application, right? Yeah. Um. And I was genuinely upset about that. I was upset yesterday when I'm trying to do this, you know, use this new email security portal, um, even though I know that these are important things to do. Um, But it's just like, if we're not doing this stuff, if we're not inconvenienced by security, it's not being done right. Um, So let's just wrap up with the ongoing offer. Find out where your your, uh, blind spots are. Go ahead and, and jump on this web meeting with me. We'll run through some you know, key questions where I can tell, I'll just do a quick diagnosis. If we need to deep dive, we will, but we can start in 10 minutes. We can get a good idea of where you're at. And worst case scenario, you're gonna walk away with from some free tools, yep. some cybersecurity training, some templates, some, you know, just some of these key things that we need to put into place. Um, you know, I constantly say 97% of breaches could have been prevented with basic security measures. These are the basics. I'm giving you the, the first steps. All right, there's more to it, but let's just start somewhere. So, All right. Jump on the call, guys. Uh, Mastercomputing.com slash discovery. We'll give you a free diagnostic. We'll give you a free uh, free security training. And uh, you know what? Maybe you'll sleep better at night if you've got everything dialed in. Hats off to you. Uh, <laughs> seriously, uh, if I can sell you something, great. Looks good on my bottom line. But if I can help you out, um, hey, we're wired to do that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I do truly want to help people out. So, All right. Take care, guys. Mastercomputing.com slash discovery. See you next week. All right.